Welcome to the Wonderful Leaders Podcast, a place for Christian entrepreneurs and leaders to be encouraged and inspired to grow in your personal and organizational leadership. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode with your host, Dan Mordab, and very special guest today, Shay Bynes. And just to give you a quick intro to Shay, and before we crack on, Shay Bynes is a passionate storyteller, mentor, and strategist who equips leaders to be catalysts for transformation in their spheres of influence. I'm already loving this. Known as the chief fire igniter, we're going to unpack that a bit more, Shay co-founded the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Movement in 2012, and her most popular book, Grace Over Grind, How Grace Will Take Your Business Where Grinding Can't, is shifting the way people live, work, and engage with the world around them. Whether she's sharing on platforms publicly or consulting privately, you can expect Shay to deliver an abundance of truth with love, grace, and contagious joy. Shay lives in Fort Lauderdale, Florida area, with her husband and three daughters. So welcome, Shay. Thank you, Dan. Pleasure to be here. Uh, amazing to have you on. So first off, Chief Fire Igniter, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself and what your life looks like. Absolutely. So I'm here in Florida, in the United States. Um, I I am a wife to my husband. We've been together since we were in high school here, since we were 16 years old. Wow. We have three wonderful daughters. Uh, the work that I do now, I never, ever would have anticipated. Uh, I My background is in technology. That's what I went to university for. And so I had a corporate career for about little over 10 years, but I always had a business kind of on the side just because I wanted to have some options. But the Lord just really uh, <laughs> spoke to my heart uh, about 10 years into my corporate career. And for the first time, Dan, like I was the kind of person, just to give context, I was the kind of person who was very achievement oriented, performance driven, all of that. And so I really didn't even engage God in my work life, even though you know, I was baptized when I was in elementary school, but I really engaged God from the perspective of if I was in trouble or to say, hey, here are my goals, like, please bless these goals. Right. So, right. Right. I get you. so, so about 10 years into my corporate career, I'm doing what I do like every year. Here are my goals, God, you know, please bless them in your name and all. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard from the Lord like to me about my goals. And he said, you're going to leave your job by June of 2010. And I was shocked to hear that wow. because that wasn't, I didn't have any type of plan that would have made sense to make that possible because of how far along I was in my corporate career. But that was the first kind of just, it was like that first pivot point for me. And sure enough, after 18 months uh, from that moment, I actually did leave my corporate career. And then it wasn't until another couple of years later where I got this assignment to do Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. Frankly, I didn't even know what those three words meant at the time. So, <laughs> wow, what a journey! It's it's been like a really wild and crazy and amazing adventure. Uh, you know, fast forward, it's been almost nine years since I've been doing Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. It's been just the best, the best decade of my life. It really has been. Oh, that's amazing! Well, that's so encouraging. What an encouraging testimony. I want to drill down a little bit then into kind of yes, you know, you've got Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. You said you know, you weren't even sure what those three words meant. And now, <laughs> was you know, nine, nine, 10 years later, it's a movement. So how did you start? And tell us a little bit more about kind of, yeah, that yeah. little journey. I know you yeah. came 10 years quickly, but give us a bit of insight. Yeah. So this was a really crazy story. All right. So at the time, uh, this is 2012, 
I was doing this. So I left my job in 2010. And then from 2010 to 2012, I was just doing my real estate investing business. And wow. I was doing some consulting uh, for those who were getting into the real estate investing business and helping them with funding, structuring deals, that type of thing. Right. And so I'm in the middle of doing that. And one of my real estate buddies reaches out to me and he says, hey, I met this woman and I really felt like when I met her that I'm supposed to connect you to. And I said, okay, that's great. So he introduces me to this woman. She was a business coach out in Los Angeles, California. And I'm talking to her and I'm thinking to myself, she's nice, but I, I can't quite figure out why he was so adamant that I talked to her. And at the end of that conversation, Dan, she says, hey, I have this client that I really feel like I'm supposed to connect you with. And <laughs> wow. so here we are, March 2012. She connects me with this woman named Antonina Gear. Now, she was a business owner in South Carolina. We hopped on the phone and we had an instantaneous connection. And it was, it was interesting because we were talking about stuff that you don't talk to people you just meet about. And, you know, and so we became really quick friends. But about a month into our growing friendship, I said to her, Antonina, I really feel like God brought us together for a really specific reason. I don't think it was just because, you know, we're going to be friends. And she says, I've been sensing the same thing. So I said, well, why don't we pray about it? And then let's come back in a week and just see what God, you know, see what God said to both of us. Right. So we did that. We came back a week later, talked about some ideas, some thoughts based off of the kind of thing she was doing, what I was doing. I'm like, no, it's none of that. Let's go back and pray again. So we went right. back, prayed again, came back the next week. We did this three rounds. On the third time, she says to me, Shay, uh, some months ago, like God gave me these words. I put them in my journal. I don't know what they're about. I don't know what it's for. I don't know anything at all. I just wrote it down. But the words are kingdom driven entrepreneur. And when <laughs> she said those words, now here's, it just gets a little bit more wild, but she says those words and what flew out of my mouth, this was the Holy Spirit. I had no idea what I was talking about. I said, that's a community. It's a movement. And it starts with a book. And she's no like, way. oh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> so if you can imagine two people who aren't exactly sure, we knew kingdom meant the kingdom of God, yeah. although we did, neither of us had a whole lot of kingdom revelation at that time. We were Christians who, you know, grew up in Christian right. homes and, you know, and we knew entrepreneurship because we were both business owners, but we're like this phrase kingdom driven entrepreneur is very specific. That has a meaning like there's, there's, there's intentionality with these words and the order in which these words are. And so the next six months was essentially me and someone who I had just met <laughs> about six weeks prior, just seeking God about what is this? What's this community and movement that starts with a book? What is a kingdom driven entrepreneur? And how in the world are we writing about this? Because we're just <laughs> learning. Like, what does that even look like, you know? And so that was the, our adventure of the next six months. And so funny enough, wow. um, toward the end of that year, we actually did release a book that we gave away for free online. And then that was the beginning. Like we had a couple thousand people who downloaded it and hopped into a community that we started in Facebook. And that was the beginning of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. Wow. What a story. Yeah, it was pretty wild. It's incredible. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. that's Yeah. I mean, that's what I love about this podcast and talking to people like yourself. You know, you, it's easy to see where you are 10 years on, but it's so amazing to hear where it started, you know, how yes. God sparked something in you and through you that, that you know, has become a movement. Brilliant. Yes, absolutely. Now, I'm absolutely. just going to quickly segue into the piece about the book, you know, Grace Over Grind. 
Yes. Lo- love the title because, I mean, your head instantly goes there. Then you're instantly challenged about the grind and about grace. So, oh, yeah. You- I mean, all of that, all of that was happening. So because remember I said that my my I was performance driven. I was very achievement oriented. Right. And it wasn't until those moments when I was I mean, even in the two years after I left my job, I was just beginning to actually invite God into my own work. Right. You know, that was the beginning stages for me. I didn't have a, I didn't know about kingdom driven entrepreneurship, but I was beginning to engage God in my work life, you know? And so I was learning how to do that and just kind of grow in relationship with him. And by the time we, you know, kind of fast forward right before we started kingdom driven entrepreneur, I just had this beautiful encounter with God where he just gave me such a revelation of who I am as his daughter. And it was, and it really shifted me in a very uh, hard to explain type of way, but it was almost like, at that point, I knew that whatever this adventure was going to be with this woman I just met to do this movement that, of a word that I was still figuring out what it meant, <laughs> that he was all over it. And yeah, I, I didn't have to be worried about getting all the things right as long as I walked with him. And so I just had such a deep revelation of that truth. And so in the beginning, you know, I still had some grind in me, you know, that working in my own strength, you know, that feeling like, you know, if it's going to be, it's up to me, you know, (laughs) even though I was engaging him in my work. But a handful of months later, this was probably early 2013, I was at church and our pastor was giving a message about um, Matthew chapter 11, 28 through 30. And this is a scripture where uh, Jesus is saying, you know, come to me, all of those who are weary, you'll find rest for your souls. And he talks about how his yoke is easy, his burden is light. And, and so he was talking about that scripture, but he read it in the message. Right. And in the message, it says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Damn. When I heard that, (laughs) I I was like, it was like my whole soul was like, yes, I don't even know what that means, what that looks like, but that sounds so amazing. And I want to know what that looks like, how to walk that out. I want all of that, all of that. Show me that. And so that was the beginning of me learning how to operate, how to work from rest. What does that look like? What does my partnership with him really look like? Cause I can't really be kingdom driven if I'm not, if I'm not doing this with the mindset, with the presence of the King of Kings, with his mindset, with his heart, right? With his ways. It's not just about with his ways, it's with his presence, right? And so it was just, it was just, that was just such a moment for me. And for the next several years, I mean, for the rest of my life, that became the way I do life. You know, it's just, I had to learn how to walk that out. And as I would learn things, I would share them along the way. You know, my co-founder hasn't been involved in uh, kingdom driven entrepreneur for years. Um, but, you know, we learned how to walk that out just even as partners in this beginning stages, you know, and we, every time we learned things, we would just share them. You know, what is it like to just not just do business for the glory of God, but what does it look like to do it with the presence of God and just walking that out, not feeling like we have to do all things, you know, in our own strength. So I was literally walking that out. It wasn't until years later that there was a book about it, but I was just walking that out, learning and growing in that. And then, you know, years later, it's just 
Holy Spirit just, you know, put drops the idea for me, like, okay, well, let's let's share this message in, in a book form. So that was my 10th book, actually. But it was the book that uh, it is by far the most popular book. And it's the and a book that uh, created a lot of momentum around the movement. Amazing. And yeah. I think, you know, and I, and I can imagine why, because A, because it's a revelation to you and it's, it's the power of the testimony, but B, one of the hardest challenges, I believe, for entrepreneurs is that grace over grind. It really yeah. is, you know, because as an entrepreneur and as a kingdom leader, you know, you've got to do the work to make the business happen. Yes. But it's the grace of God that upholds and sustains and uplifts and, and, and keeps you keeps you going. And I think that balance is something that, you know, I walk with leaders all the time trying to find yes. that balance. And, you know, let's be honest, you know, even in my own life, trying to maintain and the right the right theology and perspective around that is absolutely important. So yes. whilst we're talking about this fantastic book, and this isn't in the question sheet, but where can we find it? Yeah, you can actually go to graceovergrind.com or if you go to kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com and go to the section for our books, you'll see, you know, you'll see it there as well. Fantastic. Brilliant. Now you mentioned obviously your co-founder is part of the story. Now I'm, I'm part of your community. So I get your emails. Now I actually get an email fairly regularly from uh, Mr. Phil Bynes. Yes. So tell me about that. Yes. So that's actually a relatively new thing. So my husband uh, became the CEO uh, in November of last year. And so, uh, so that was an exciting shift. What that allows for me to do is to focus just on the things that I'm uniquely designed to do. So I'm right. not involved, you know, so I've been, a, I've been the CEO for many, many years. I was a co, essentially a co-CEO for about a year and a, about two and a half years with Antonina. After that, I, I, was, I was a sole CEO. And then the Lord really began to uh, reveal kind of the next phase of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur in the early part of last year. What was interesting about that, Dan, is that my husband's a business owner himself. Right. And it was not in either of our plans or thoughts that he would ever be CEO of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. But when God does a thing, man, it's like, I was like, Lord, you're revealing this to me, but you got to reveal this to my husband. I can't like, you know, he's got his own business. And yes, God just did it in such a beautiful way uh, to the point that he realized like, this is what God's doing. And I say yes to it. And um, it's been awesome. So yeah, I mean, he has so much goodness to share, even though he wasn't a part of the team per se, he always has been part of the team because he's always been that wise advisor to his wife, you know, in the background <laughs> every week talking about this. I mean, our, our pillow talk is often around kingdom things, I right? I mean, it's just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, you know, so he's always been a part of it, even if he wasn't a official, you know, team member. Uh, but yeah, that was a, that was a pretty major uh, shift last year, but it's been really amazing, actually. Uh, that's fantastic. That's brilliant. And it just kind of it leads me on to, you know, the kind of sort of next few questions. And as you know, Shay, you know, we, we're kind of we're covering off a series, Women in Leadership, and just some of the unique journeys that go on, sure. you know, sitting here as, as a male, obviously, I can't pretend to know everyone's <laughs> journeys. And you know, I, I really, I really want to just kind of unpack that with you for a few sure. minutes. Just, I suppose, from your perspective and from your journey so far, what have been some of those, some of the key challenges that you've had to overcome in your sort of your own leadership journey? Yeah. So the grace over grind revelation for me was absolutely huge because what it allowed me to do was because I was doing all things in my own strength, right? Not just business. I was, you know, trying to do all the things as a mom, trying to do all the things 
as a wife, trying to do all the things in all the places because I wanted to be excellent, right? And so, but learning how to do all things in his rest changed everything. So now it's not so much like, oh, I've got to, you know, I've, I've got to be mom, you know, I'm mom here and I'm, and I'm, and I'm businesswoman here and I'm wife here. It's just, it's all one beautiful kingdom life done in his rest right. and by the Holy Spirit's leading and by his empowerment. And it just changed everything for me because now I'm looking for godly wisdom in a matter. I'm not, it's, it really is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and knowing that all things will be added. That has been literally all things in every area. So I don't compartmentalize anymore, Dan. It's just one beautiful kingdom life all done by his grace. And that for me was a multi-year development And it's almost like it was permeating one part and then it would flow over to the next part and then it would flow into the next part until I realized it was just all one thing. Wow, that's super powerful. And I suppose just widening that question then, what are some of the sort of key challenges you see for for women in leadership as in a more general, as a more general question? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that is part of the problem is that the idea is, oh, well, I've got all these roles all these hats, all these things that I need to do. I want to do all of them to the absolute best of my ability. And then we create these compartments, right? And I think that when we do that, now, obviously I, I have prioritization, right? But I'm doing all of these things. All of these things are just submitted to the direction, the leadership of the Lord, right? And that's a different heart posture and it's a different mindset. And it takes away some of the complications. What it allows you to do is say, I need help here. I don't have to do all of this in my own strength. Like I need help with this area of my, of my, you know, situations with my kids, or I need help here in this situation within, uh, even in my marriage, I need to do like, I like looking at all of these things and not feeling like all these things are resting on your shoulders, you know? And I think, and I, I talk to a lot of women who struggle with that because they do desire and, and understandably. So you do desire to do well in all the things, but if we do try to do well in all the things, primarily in our own strength, we ultimately are going to let, you know, it's, it's ultimately going to create a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. That's all right. undue because and all unnecessary, right? And so I think that I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, that's a lot of the conversations that I end up having um, with women in terms of, uh, I mean, kingdom-driven entrepreneurs for everyone. But when I think about people that I've mentored, you know, personally and those types of things, it's like, it's how do we make sure that all of these things are just aligned in one beautiful kingdom life, you know, and what does that look like? And where do you, where are you holding on to pressure where it's not for you to hold on to? Where are you carrying burden where it's not your burden to carry? Where are you not getting help where you need to get help? Uh, One of the things as a wife that has been, and really as a parent, as both a wife and a parent and a business owner, all the things that's been super helpful for me within my marriage and my family life is that my husband and I, for the last, I don't know how many years, maybe 17, 18 years or so. I don't even know how long we've been doing this, but we meet every single week without fail to have conversations about all the things going on in 
in team binds, you know, what's going on, family stuff that we need to talk about. What do we need to talk about, you know, with our stuff? What do we need to talk about, you know, with business stuff? You know, he's a massage therapist. What's going on in your practice? Anything that you need advice on? Anything you need to talk about, pray about, whatever. What's going on with Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur? Now he's CEO. So those conversations look different, (laughs) you know, but it's like, but we've been committed to a rhythm of that. And that has helped us get ahead of a lot of stuff. Because then we're seeking God's wisdom together on certain things before those things become big things. That's great. Yeah, that's been huge. That's been super powerful. And even people, quite honestly, even people who don't have kids, but they're married, I still recommend the same type of rhythm with a spouse. If somebody is single, doesn't have kids, I still recommend a rhythm of that, of that just check in with the Lord on stuff, right? Just not having, just not allowing things to get so out of whack because you're unwilling to either have the conversations in this case, or to be still enough to, to be super honest with God about things and hear his wisdom concerning these things. And also connecting with others in community, you know, having an accountability person or just someone in your life that you can just kind of walk some things out with. Those things are really powerful and make a big difference. That's brilliant. That, and that discipline to do it consistently over that the period consistency. of time. Yes, right. Yes. That's right. Yes. And, and I think, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you listen to what you're saying, you think, yeah, that's so obvious and it's so easy. And I'm looking back on my own life and marriage and thinking, do I do that? Do I do it that regularly? Do I do it consistently? And I think, again, you know, going back to some, you know, some of the things you've been talking about, the whole thing about busyness and not doing things from a place of rest, often it's when you don't put those principles in place. Right you become busy before you know it, before you know yes. it, it's two weeks, three weeks, four weeks before you've sat and chatted with the key people in your life. And, you know, life moves so quickly in today's yes, world, does. doesn't it? You know, it so, really does, Dan. Brilliant. That's really, really practical and helpful. And I, and I know people be encouraged listening to this. And just kind of another question, really, just something we've been asking some of our guests recently. You know, over the last few years, have you seen a change in leadership attitudes and opportunities for women in leadership? I, I would definitely say that I see more doors open that weren't necessarily opened before. Right. Like I, I definitely see a continuous increase of opportunity for women in leadership in all capacities. I mean, certainly from a business perspective, I mean, at, at least in the United States, women have for years been the, you know, some of the, the fastest demographic of business ownership. But even when you think about uh, corporate leadership, uh, even within ministry leadership, uh, some areas that might have been a bit more closed before tend to be increasingly open within right. the body of Christ as well as in the world. To be honest. Yeah, no, yeah. that's fantastic. That's brilliant to hear from your perspective. And so, Shay, I just want to drill down a little bit into your into your kind of leadership life. And you know, you, you've already shared a number of principles and things that that you hold on to. But what are some of those kind of leadership keys or principles that you really hold on to in your personal life? Yeah, absolutely. So when I think about wanting to have a kingdom driven life, right? Not just a kingdom driven business, but a kingdom driven life. Then there's just some things that to me are just core to that. And so what that looks like for me is yes, this, we talked about the grace over grind aspect, like a lifestyle of doing all things, working, being all of that by the power of God's grace. That's a huge one. Um, radical generosity is a big one for me right? as well. Um, there's, there's generosity and then there's the generosity that was demonstrated by Christ. Right. And so, um, so that's something that's always on my heart and 
unity, collaboration is a big one for me. I don't do things in silos. I'm, I'm more open than I am closed. I share more than I try to, you know, hold off to, you know, hold to my own chest. I'm open as it relates to how the Lord may be leading in relationships and partnering together on certain things. Like I live a lifestyle of, of collaboration, which has been very powerful because I mean, I really truly believe that nothing would be impossible if we were more open to what God desires to do in relationship with other people. I love that. So that's a big one for me. Um, you know, reflecting just, you know, it's this chief fire igniter. Let me tell you where that came from for a second. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> it's, it's, con it's connected. So God actually gave me that name chief fire igniter, but the thing around the fire that he was showing me before he gave me that name was how fire as he is taking me through the word and showing me how fire demonstrates the love of, God, you know, the love of God, how, you know, the passion, the love of God, it, how it demonstrates his power, how it demonstrates his presence and how it demonstrates his purity. And he was just kind of taking me through the scriptures and showing me all these examples of how fire demonstrated these various things. And so he says to me, like, this is, this is what you are to ignite and other people so that they can ignite these things with others, right? So how do you live a life or, or operate a business, but you're, we're talking about kind of life in general. I'm looking at how can I be a demonstrator of God's love? How can I receive and also be, you know, an outpouring of God's love to people? You know, how can I receive the, uh, authority he's given me to operate in his power and how can I release that for the benefit of others you know how can I make sure that I'm living a life in his presence not just for his glory but like in his presence and with him and how do I demonstrate that in a way that's powerful for other people you know and how do I you know what I do impurity wow absolutely like how can I just maintain this heart posture of I get to go from one glory, level of glory to the next in him and he refines me and I'm saying, hey, I'm just surrendering all this to you. I don't hold any of this stuff tightly. Like I, my hands are open. Do whatever you want to do. Just that heart and that mindset. Those are all like just keys for my life. Wow. And I think one more would be um, just honoring other people, just honoring who people are to God what he's placed on the inside of them. And I'm not perfect at this by any means, but I do, I do ask the Lord to help me to see people from his perspective, to see situations from his lens so that I can operate with people from that place as opposed to just circumstantial or my assumptions or presumptions. And so those are just some of the things that I that I kind of hold on to and kind of walk with, you know, and, and all the various roles that I have in life. Brilliant. Well, I mean, that is quite a mandate that goes with that job title, right? Yes. <laughs> I yes. just thought it was quite a cool job title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I did not it, make I'm that like, one up myself. <laughs> well, no, I thought it was just a cool and creative <laughs> job title. I didn't realize yeah. the mandate that went with it. I mean, yes, yeah, yes. That's yes. brilliant. Love that. Having said that, as a leader, kind of what, what inspires you? You know, you, you know, leaders, we need that. We need the, our own fire spark, don't yeah. we? Yeah. You know, what gets you going? What, what inspires you? I honestly find my greatest inspiration in community. And so when I, I am very intentional about developing relationships and I have just a handful, not a whole lot, but I just have like a handful of people in my life that is like people that I would absolutely trust with my life. I trust my family. I trust, you know, completely. And we're all walking with like, we're all like willing to go there with God, you know, right. in, in all areas, right? And when you have some people around you who, who, 
who kind of get you like that. And they're pursuing just like the fullness of what God has. Like when I find those people, I'm serious about relationship with them. I'm inspired by them regularly. And, and I grow based off of just that kind of that back and forth that we do, um, you know, in, in the context of community and relationship, that is where I find my greatest inspiration. Yes. I love listening to podcasts. Yes. I love, you know, um, reading great books, you know, all of those things, but I find my greatest in the context of community. I really do. That's fantastic. And I suppose what, what do you, I mean, is that the kind of thing that does it relax you? What do you like doing to relax? I'm trying to build a picture here of just that whole the whole grace over grind and just living <laughs> out that place of rest because it's so powerful, you know. But sometimes yes. you can hear that message and you can say, Yeah, yeah, no, I should do that. But then you carry on doing doing life the way you've always done life. And then six months later, you're still in the same place you were six months ago. So as someone that's journeyed this, what how do you find your sense of relaxation and that sense of being able to connect with yourself and connect with connect you know sometimes just connect with nature what what is yeah. it that that gets that, that sort of helps you stay in that space yeah so it's a number of things for me so i love 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 reading right um so i do like to do that i love taking long walks long walks i call it that's like i like they're my they're my walks with god they've eventually become walks with god and fitness walks because <laughs> i needed that <laughs> after lockdown right 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 so it's like okay so now i need to do this like twice a day because i need to do some more fitness too but i really but i really just enjoy the quietness i have i happen to have a very healthy addiction to water and there's something about water for me and so i find spaces where i can be near water as much as possible like i find my favorite fountain that's like walking distance from my house. I'll go to the library where there's just, where just constant, there's this constant fountain that's always moving. They can sit on the bench and just hear the water. I live not too far from the beach. So there's times that I'll go, you know, go down right. to the beach. I absolutely love being near water. Uh, there's just something about that, something about that for me. But the thing around this whole thing around grace over grind, which is why I encourage you guys to just, you know, grab the book, grab the audio, something is that it's really it's, it's, it really is a lifestyle shift and understanding how you even in your work, you're doing it in his rest, even while you're working. So it's not like, hey, the grace is when I separate myself for a moment from the work and go rest or go read or go have a conversation with my kids or go have lunch with my husband. Yes, that too. But even when you're working, what does that look like for you? Right? right. And I think that's super important because, again, it's not about compartmentalization. So, th yes, those are the types of things that I do. Some of the other things I do is I don't do things back to back to back on my calendar. I leave intentional space between, you know, so I don't overdo things in a day because I want quiet spaces to at least be open to hearing a, a, a thought, <laughs> a, a course correction to to think about what I'm thinking. If I'm hearing any anxiety around something, it gives me that opportunity to release it. You know, it's just like, just those spaces are super important. There's just a part of the rhythms of life, the rhythms of work. When we, when it, when, when it said the unforced rhythms of grace, it wasn't for compartmentalized aspects of your day or your life, but it's literally, how do you walk that out? Like all the time, like that's really the gift that he, we have in Christ that all day, every day and all things, how do we operate in his grace? Even when things get a little rocky, how do we do that? 
in his rest, in his presence. How does that look? You know, and that's that's what's available to us. But those are but to answer your question, those that's are some brilliant. of the things that I do. No, that's brilliant. I just didn't want anyone to put it in a box. That's all. No, no, that's fantastic. There's been such a brilliantly consistent message all the way through this, which, you know, is really helpful. And I just want to kind of take a slightly different angle for a minute, because we've, yeah. we've spoken a bit about the you know, kingdom driven entrepreneur movement in terms of how it started and, and, you know, sort of, you know, how God's, you know, how God's grown you and the movement over the years. Yeah. What does it look like now? Just as a kind of general sure. overview. Yeah. So basically what we do in Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur is inspire, teach and mentor, um, you know, believers all over the world on doing business in partnership with God, you know, led and empowered by the Holy Spirit. How do you experience God's best? How do you have a greater kingdom impact through the work that you do? Um, all those principles that I talked about that I live my life by, those are things, many of those things that I said were at the heart of the KDE movement. How do you actually operate and flow in these areas of of kingdom principle, thought, mind, heart of God, and what you do in business, not just with the fruit of your business, like how you, you know, how you operate with your profits, but how do you on a day-to-day basis, how do you operate in your business? How do you create an atmosphere for this with people who are around you, who work with you and for the community or your customers in which you serve? Like how, how far can you take this kingdom impact? Right. And so we, so we're basically inspiring people to, to that teaching them ways in which to do that and mentoring for those who desire to like walk that out in the context of community, we have mentoring. And so, so we've been doing that um, uh, for many years. We have a great team. I think we're a team of 12 now. Uh, So we certainly have our operational and everyone's a business owner on our team. Um, So nobody's working full-time for kingdom driven entrepreneur. Everyone's doing what they do in their business and they work with kingdom driven entrepreneur. And I think we have a team of 12 now. So we've got mentors, CEO, COO, you know, uh, we have a prophetic strategist. She's amazing. We have a director of culture because culture is that important to us. Um, So we have a director of culture and then we've got our mentor team. And so, and God's doing some new things, uh, this year that we're excited about as well, where we'll you know be stretching in some new areas in you know uh, advisory councils and things of that nature. But I mean, it's just been a really uh, amazing several years, and it, it, we it was always we started small and we just kept growing as we could, you know. And then after Grace Over Grind, just the Lord, it's like He just breathed all, all over what we were doing. There was such favor over the message of that book and, and and where God took it and all of that. And so everything increased for us. That was probably what six and a half years in or something. And just everything increased from there. It's been really, I've just, and I stay in a, a state of awe of what God's doing in the midst of this. We just show up, be diligent, you know, be faithful, be diligent, uh, serve to the best of our ability. And just God's just done some really amazing things. That's fantastic. It's so encouraging to hear. And I think, you know, after the after the season we've been through, the, the global pandemic and everything that's gone on around it, it's just yeah, incredible just to hear these stories of God's faithfulness and, yeah. and just yeah, what he's still doing in us and through us. So thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. La- last couple of questions, Jake. I've taken up enough of your time today. What leaders do you look up to or, or, or leaders have you learned from over the years? Yeah. So it's interesting. I'm going to answer, I'm going to answer this question in a more, in the last couple of years. Okay. Uh, I have been paying a lot of attention recently to (laughs) Harriet Tubman. I have been reading about Harriet Tubman at the underground railroad, the, how, how she actually operated her life, how, how she actually led so 
so many slaves to freedom, but did it on a prophetic journey, like listening to the voice of God and how she operated in leadership. I have been so wildly inspired by her story and how she did what she did. And it's gone way deeper than what I learned in elementary school. It's just been just like a, just really, you know, juicing, like how she lived her life and did the work that God called her to, you know, that led to freedom for so many people. I've been super duper inspired um, by her story and I've been doing a lot of reading about her recently. So I've kind of been in that space for a while. I love Dr. Miles Monroe. Uh, He was absolutely fundamental for uh, some of the understanding of the kingdom. People like Jack Taylor, um, just there's some really great voices on just on the kingdom. in general that I do love to listen to and learn from. I'm stretched by, I'm encouraged by, um, but that's kind of where I've been recently. Brilliant, brilliant. And last question then, Shay, as we come to land, looking back at your sort of your life and your leadership journey so far, what's the one piece of leadership advice you'd give your younger self? (laughs) Okay, so I would have given my younger self, I would have said, Being is way more important than doing. Get with God so you can figure out who you are and then allow the the goodness of what he reveals to you to be what leads you in terms of what you do. Because I was not that at all. I would have given myself that advice. Brilliant, brilliant bit of advice. And what a great way to finish a podcast. Shay Bynes, it's been an absolute pleasure and privilege to spend this time with you. And thank you so much for giving us a little bit of insight into your journey. Thanks for having me, Dan. I really enjoyed our chat. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Wonderful Leaders podcast. To be part of the community, join our close Facebook group and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Simply look us up at Wonderful Leaders and we'll see you there.